All right, well, we're 10 shows down. We've got one more to go to close out 2023. And we are coming with the card of the year, maybe the best card of all time for the promotion. Zach Partridge, Fierce Fighting Championship 28. An amazing job once again. Oh, yeah. I mean, that this was uh, like we, we wanted to end the year with a bang, right? I mean, I, I, we always try to put on the best cards we can, but sometimes the stars just align and, and things happen. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we want to end the, end the year with a bang and then we'll, we'll kick it off in 2024 with a bang too. At the beginning of this year, you had high hopes. And I'm just curious of what your thoughts of what the promotion has done over the last 11 months, when I know that you really were looking forward to the biggest year thus far in the promotions history. I think we accomplished that. Right. I think that's fair to say. Um, I think we, you know, putting on 11 shows in a year, I think we're probably one of the most active regional shows. There's there's only a couple other that put on more shows than we do. Um, and the way we do it, moving around, um, not having like the casino deals. I know the casinos, places that go to casinos and, and reservations. Um, they, they, there's a lot of benefits to working with them too, right? They cut them breaks on, on space and stuff, but it, the way we've done it, going to Idaho, the different challenger series locations and um, seeing um, show over show growth um, at the Maverick center. Um, I don't think we've ever fierce has ever had as successful of, you know, back to back to back cards as we've had this year um, at the Maverick center and just looking to end it with a cap. The show's growing. Um, I think you can see like just the interaction on our social media, the growth of our YouTube channel, building that library. We just hit a lot of milestones this year that I felt like were very important to, to check off. Um, and, I, and I feel like we accomplished a lot of those things. Man, well, we can't wait for 2024, but we are 94 fights in. We've got 13 more to close this out. We're going to kick it off at 170 pounds. Carson Craig facing off against Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson, a debuter. Carson Craig back after many years away. Yeah, uh, Carson's one of my teammates and friends, friend of the sh the promotion. He, his his show, uh, his company, Casey uh, Tree Care, has sponsored a bunch of the Challenger Series shows. Um, he actually did the welding on our small cage for us. So, I mean, he's a friend and, and a friend of the show. Um, but, I mean, he put on one of the all-time fights at Fierce Fighting Championship 2 down in Price, what, seven years ago? Yeah, it was June 4th, 2016, the longest layoff on this card. So, he, like, him and uh, Dustin Jones, who made his his big comeback this year, fought for us twice this year, Uh you know, they put on an absolute banger. Um, they were both in the hospital together. I've seen the picture of them in the hospital together after broken hands, broken face. And they just they just put on a war and, and in a complete show that Carson uh, came out on the, the right side of. Um, I'm, Carson is a very hardworking person that he just said, hey, like I'm training with you guys. He trains with myself, Cole Faust, um, a bunch of the other guys that at one hit MMA and uh, he through the training, he, he's like, he, he's a, he's a lumberjack. He's a, he's a real lumberjack that he like climbs trees and cuts trees down and stuff. And he's like, I can't break my hands again. Every time I fight, I get in these brawls. I can't break my hands again. Cause then it puts me out of work, but he's kind of got the itch. And now he's like, well, maybe if we do it going into winter when I don't have too much tree cutting work. So he's getting in there. And then, and Nicholas Jackson's just a guy that has been training a long time. He's an athlete. 
Um, and uh, he's one of those guys that just hit up fierce asking for an opportunity to fight. So let him make his debut at the Maverick center against Carson Craig. And I think they're going to kick off the night with a banger. I, I, from what I can tell from Nicholas, like, I think he's going to, you know, I, I think he's going to bring it and uh, you know, Car Carson's tough as nails. So uh, I, it, we're going to kick off the night with a banger for sure. Yeah, quick little thing about Nick Jackson, a collegiate athlete, a dual collegiate athlete, college football over at SUU, as well as collegiate soccer over at the University of Utah. Reminds me a little bit of like an Andrew Mickelson. Like, I mean, we see these collegiate athletes, they take that step up into MMA and they do really well. We will have to see how that first fight goes. All right, we're going to move over to Matthew Chenault, who's coming in from Chandler MMA over in Arizona. On top of that, we've got Ricky Mamone coming back third walk of 2023 for the Hawaiian. Yeah, man, Ricky's been a trooper throughout this whole thing. I think this is his third different opponent. I think I set him contracts with three or four different guys, and and people just kept kind of pulling out. Uh, some reasons legit, some not so much. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you just got to find somebody to stick. And and uh, and Matthew was is coming up with his teammate who's competing on the card, and uh, and uh, is excited. I, I you know, for, I think he's. I think he's a stud. Everybody down there at Chandler MMA and down in that area, they're they're pretty good. But you know, <laughs> Ricky Mamone's a stud, and uh, I'm very very excited. This is this would be like a featured bout on a Challenger Series card, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited for this one. No doubt about it. A couple of very young, talented fighters. On top of that, we've got Caden Bentley facing off against Viliami Kulu. Now, Caden Bentley, 2-1 and one since we've last seen him at the Maverick Center. That was September of last year. Since then, gone on a little streak of his own. On top of that, Viliami Kulu, his fourth walk of 2023. So Caden did what not, not most people do. Usually, you know, I have to kind of search and search and search to find an opponent for uh, Kulu. Caden uh, asked me for this fight. You know, I've had a lot of people go, why are you doing that? Why Why are you, I have people question matchmaking all the time. I mean, armchair quarterbacks, right? I mean, it's everywhere in sports. I get these people, why, why that fight? Because Caden asked for it. You got to know the whole story. Caden, he messaged me and he, he said, hey, um, I, I recently lost a title fight. He lost the title fight. Um, he had a, he had a medical uh, suspension so he, he couldn't make the august card that was originally what he was supposed to was supposed to fight kulu on but he said i'll fight him in november when when my medical suspension's clear um so um he's gotten everything taken care of he's healthy and uh he he asked for this fight and uh he he wants somebody that'll stand and bang with him and we we know we know vialami kulu will absolutely stand and bang with him um i mean I, I I love the energy. I I appreciate it. I like fighters that want to fight, man. And when somebody calls and gives me a, you know, they, they one of my problems as a matchmaker sometimes is you get these scary guys that are hard to matchmake. When somebody gives me an answer to one of my problems, uh, I'm gonna give them those opportunities. So uh Caden Bentley's getting that opportunity. He's coming back to Fierce. We're super excited to have him back. And as always, we're super excited to see Vilami Kulu try and climb back. I know his goal is to get that rematch with Shaler Lad. And a big statement win could, in fact, make that happen um, Friday night. All right. Well, speaking of fighters who like to fight, Talon Carvalho facing off against Moises Oslin. Moises coming in from Temecula, California. Obviously, Talon Carvalho has been successful starting in May, also in June, and now back here in November. Yeah, I mean, Moises, uh, you know, Talon is one of those guys that 
I said, hey, I, I have a 2-0, 155-er that I'm looking to match. His name's Talon Carvalho. Boom. And I and I send them the name and they go and they, you know, they go to Tapology and then they go to our YouTube channel because all of our fights are on YouTube. So if you're not, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, but Thank all you. of our fights are on YouTube. And uh and they go and they look him up and he goes, Oh, cool. He just knocked both those dudes out like like it was nothing. Um, I'll pass. I get a lot of that from Talon. And Moises and his team was like, Yeah, he looks tough. We like the fight. Man, I I love that. I love that. I went on, I went on, uh, the coach in the casual with Ramsey, Ramsey machine, their podcast. And Ramsey was like, if you're coaching amateur fighters and you're picking, choosing to try and pad records and stuff, he let out a bunch of expletives, but basically told coaches don't do that. And it's like, man, like if you think you got something like, let's find out as an amateur, like let, let them take their tough fights, you know, and their lumps as an amateur and, and, if you got something here and, and, and make them bounce back from adversity as an amateur and things like that. Moises has a wealth of experience in California. They do a lot of like smoker type shows in in-house gym shows. And I know Moises officially is 0-1, but I know he has a lot of experience. And, and when you go in, it takes a special type of fighter to watch somebody knock people out the way that Talon has, and then be like, yeah, I want that fight. So he's going to bring that energy to the Maverick Center Friday night. And I'm super excited for it because we know the energy that Talon's going to bring. Alan Carvalho, obviously credentialed. Moises Austin, a couple of kickboxing bouts, as well as, like you talked about, those smoker fights as well, certainly credentialed in his own right. All right, first of four title fights on the line, the Atomweight Championship. This is a new division, uh, Zach, and I think everyone's really looking forward to this. Mina Yushirawadi back, facing off against Amy Moreno, coming in from Chandler MMA as well. Okay, so I'm first, Amy Moreno, like this fight was supposed to happen in August. Um, Amy, unfortunately, uh, got an injury and, um, got an injury, uh, sparring and, um, and Mina coming off of her awesome win, uh, in May said, you know, may, maybe taking some more time, not August and, and pushing this fight back to November does make sense. So originally scheduled for August, these girls have been knowing they're going to fight each other for a long time. Um, but, uh, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Mina a lot of praise for a second this is a fighter who has never picked and chosen matchups she's never picked and chose where she fights she's always accepted fights on challenger series i think she welcomed the you know she she showed and has built a following you know being a coach at her gym being a fantastic martial artist and and just being a great ambassador for women's mma here in utah and doing it under our show at fierce um she's one of the girls that i went she never asked for a fight at the maverick center i wanted her to have her moment at the maverick center fighting for this title because she earned it i have a lot of fighters that hit me up all the time and just say i, I just want to fight at the maverick center they turned down they turned down fights to fight on challenger series but are always willing to hop on a maverick center card and um and that's fine and that's their prerogative um but the fighters that that just want to fight and aren't worried about where or the big stage or whatever but they're just trying to be fight just trying to get fights in those those are the ones that uh that I that I'm going to push to reward and and that's why Mina's fighting on this card and and, and she's I mean she 
she gets to pick her shot, right? She she said, hey, I, I want to try 105 and do a title fight at 105 pounds. Cool, no problem. And uh, and Amy Moreno has been awesome to work with. And they are two very, very good fighters. Amy has a lot of people in her corner that Tracy Cortez and, and uh, you know, other, you know, big promotion fighters. I just, I cannot wait for this fight. I think it could steal the show. It absolutely could. Amy Moreno, also a collegiate wrestler over in Illinois back in the day. On top of that, like you were talking about with Mina Yushirawadi, I didn't realize this until I started doing my research for this card. She's the only one out of that gym in Orem that has not had or not been in the Maverick Center. Viliami Kulu, Nate, Jackson, they've all had their fights in the Maverick Center. Mina Yushirawadi, who's been there from the very beginning, hasn't yet, so cannot wait for her to make the walk through those larger doors on Friday night. On top of that, let's move over to the amateur featherweight title. Ryder Campo back for the first time since November of 2016, facing off against Cross Hughes, who has been on a rocket ship dating back to May of this year. Yeah, I mean, we all know what Cross brings to the table, right? He, he, uh, he, he chunks heavy leather. He, yeah, it was really fun to watch his last fight against Morgan, watch him overcome some adversity in that fight too. Right. And that was the first fight that he we've seen him where he hasn't just kind of like trailblazed right through. And um, Morgan was so game and to get great fights like they put on it, it takes two. And, um, but cross cross showed, showed us a little something more that, you know, before you fight for a title, how do you deal? How do you deal with adversity? And uh, Morgan, Morgan, let him fight through that a little bit. Um, and then, uh, you know, Ryder, again, fighters that want to fight. He said, I just want to fight, man. He's been asking me for a fight since this summer and nobody would fight him as an amateur or a pro. He's willing to make his pro debut amateur title. 145, 155. I mean, he's like, give me whatever you've got. And man, it was no after no after no after no. The cross he is a do it. Right. So I mean, I this this fight just kind of fell into our lap. It was not a fight I was planning on having on this card, but adding an amateur title fight between two of the best featherweight talents um in the in the state and in the region just kind of was a no-brainer. And uh I'm excited. I mean, of course, you know, writers, the younger brother of Amy Campo, ADCC winner, you know, he, he brings a lot with that cross, you know, Eric Iman and Jason Laporte's voted best mullet and fierce fighting championship history. Fourth fight in six months for cross Hughes as for writer Campo back again. But on top of that, Five and zero, putting that undefeated record on the line for that amateur featherweight title. All right, final amateur title, and then we're going to wait a little bit until the last pro title. But we've also got Jackson DeGray facing off against Kevin Guo. Kevin Guo just made the walk four weeks ago, but back in a bigger spot. Yeah, I mean, another one. Kevin Guo was awesome. Originally, this fight, Jackson hit me up after his last fight. Said, "Hey, man, I'm healthy. If you got anything for me, let me. Let's go." Got on. Um, his coach called me. Said, "Hey." let's you know i think he's earned a title shot and i said you know what you're right he has earned a title shot um he put on an absolute um clinic in september i mean ben mcneil was three and oh and and is a very 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 good fighter and jackson just seemed to have all the answers and uh man he was he was on the verge of a title fight when he uh when he stubbed his toe and 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 lost to jared melton 
came back in a huge way and I cannot wait to see him in this title fight. We are so excited for the original matchup with Edgar Sordo, our former um, amateur bantamweight champion. Edgar uh, unfortunately got hurt, wish him a speed recovery. And then we had a uh, another member of the pit that was scheduled to do it. Things just timing wise just didn't work out for him. He was coming off of a quick turnaround, uh, coming off of his steel fist fight. Um, originally Ramsey offered him up and then just some things didn't work out and I'm going shoot man like who am I going to get is the third opponent and Ramsey takes a picture on Monday the 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 two days after his his fight and um, yeah he uh, said hey look who's in the gym healthy ready to go I said can you cut down to 135 because last time he fought at 140 cut down to 135 and he said yeah he'll, he'll make it and he wants this opportunity. So again, I usually kind of have a standard that for a title fight, we like to have three wins. Um, maybe if the, the weight class is a shallow weight class, some of the girls divisions um, or things like that. Um, it's, but uh, I, I like that he wanted it short notice. He got it. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Guo facing off against Jackson DeGray, a pit SLC versus a spider monkey, Muay Thai, Reese Roni, BJJ person. Once again, I think there's a little bit more on the line now for the pit SLC, considering that Jackson has already beaten one of their guys. It'll be the second fight with that matchup. All right. Headed into this one, Maddie Meacham facing off against Annabelle Kelly to kick off the pro card. Zach, obviously Maddie Meacham. We've seen her throughout this year. Annabelle Kelly making her pro debut coming up from syndicate MMA in Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, this is a, you know, this is, this is a big fight for both girls. Uh, Annabelle has been, you know, she, I think she still has an upside down record as an amateur five and, five and six, six. As an amateur making her pro debut. Um, that's a lot of experience. And you know what? A five and five, five and six amateur record. Isn't always a bad thing. If you're fighting tough competition and, you know, she's fought on LFA as an amateur. She's, she's gone to enemy enemy territory as much, if not more of any amateur I've seen. She's always kind of been the, the girl that has been brought in to fight the hometown girl. And she's going to find herself in that situation again, Maddie. Um, I think getting really comfortable um, at the Maverick center. Now, uh, you know, she did, she, she was doing so good in the and Amanda Lovato fight, lost the fight that she should have won, but she was just really happy to be back right after the long layoff. And then she fought Katarina and Katarina just turned out that she's just really, really good. Katarina is really, really good, but I think, uh, I don't think it's out of, uh, out of the question to say, or I'm speaking out of turn to say, you know, like Maddie's going into this fight. She's like, I, I got to win this one, you know? Um, and the way the Katarina fight lost, um, made the Amanda one kind of hurt double a little bit, but, um, you know, Annabelle, she's been posting a lot. It looks like she's having a really good camp down there at syndicate. Um, obviously, uh, Maddie trains at and my gym, she's a teammate and a friend as well. She's been putting in a good camp, and I expect this to kick off the main card and be really, really fun. All right, moving on to the next one. Teague Vigil moving up 10 pounds to 145 pounds. Welcomes former title challenger and would have been the champion if he had made weight, Raymond Lawley coming in from Boise, Idaho. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about this one. Teague, uh, you know, Teague's... He's... I, man, I have grappled with him a little bit and he, he's a two-time state championship wrestler. Like he's a stud grappler and Raymond is a good power puncher, but he's a wrestler to his core too. 
And I think this could be a, this could be a, uh, the person that's in better shape wins. And I know that Teague feels like he was probably draining himself too much to make 135. He's one of these fighters that thinks the smaller weight cut, even though he's a smaller guy, is going to help him with his gas tank in the fight, weaponize his cardio. Um, really exciting. Really interesting with uh, Raymond. You know, he's coming off of a fight where he just absolutely got caught in the opening exchange of a fight, getting a seven-second knockout in his last amateur fight. Has been looking to fight for pro for a while. You always wonder when somebody, their last fight ended that way where their head's at are they a little gun shy i mean we saw with leon edwards right when he came back like he's got knocked out by leon and now we've seen it with two fights where he just hasn't been able to pull the trigger like he used to um i'm really interested to see if we can if raymond uh hesitates to pull the trigger or exchanges in the grappling too early i think this is a very interesting fight Cannot wait for that one at 145 pounds. Moving down to 135, Zach, you've been telling me you think this might be the fight of the night. Kesley Collard back once again. First time in Utah this year facing off against Hava Nathan Owens. Well, name name somebody that's fought for fierce that's put on that's put in six rounds of more exciting fights this year than Kesley Collard. No one. No one. Kesley has put on absolute banger after banger this year in the fierce cage up in Idaho, coming down to Salt Lake City. And Nate Owens, it's so interesting with Nate. His record's two and four, I believe. Fought Vic Lapari. Okay. They thought that that was going to be an easy fight. Vic and his team, I think. And if there was one more round or if there was a couple more minutes in that third round, I think Nate Owens gets his hand raised. He showed that he has leveled up. He showed that he has dog in him all day. I think Nate Owens versus Kesley Collard is a so it's so interesting because Kesley's tall and long, Nate short and stocky. Kesley kind of picks you apart and just kills you volume style, Nate Diaz style. And uh and Nate Owens has absolute bricks in his hands that that I mean Joe Harrow I even said when they hit he's like dude he he cracked me like Nate can crack man so I am super excited to see um what that fight looks like. All right. Well, sometimes when we film these fight week podcasts a couple of days early on, things do change on the card. And unfortunately, Luis Cortez is off the card. Fortunately, we have Jesse Salmon stepping up to face opposite Eric Iman. Zach, another fun one at heavyweight. Eric Iman back after a year and a half. Jesse Salmon making his fierce debut, a seasoned veteran in his own right. Yeah. Um, shout out to Jesse Salmon. You know, like fighters that want to fight, fight. Fighters that don't want to fight, don't. Um, that's not uh it's not a you know it's not a dig but i just i don't know there's a there's a lot to unpack and it really doesn't matter but at the end of the day as soon as i get a text message or get an inclination that that somebody's not going to be fighting i immediately stop worrying about that and it goes into problem solving mode we were in talks with a handful of uh different potentials um one of them would have been like really fun like really like probably would have blown the roof off the place um and it would have been awesome but um i i had i had another person reach out that would have just shocked everybody um said they were down to do it but at the end of the day jesse salmon didn't even hesitate it was like yes absolutely let me make sure i can get work off talk to a supervisor got work off and uh yeah, I mean, dude, and Jesse's like, he's moving, he's like really a 205er. He's moving down to 205. Like he walks around like 
206, 207. So he's like, and he doesn't care. Dude, what a stud. Um, I fought twice on same cards with Jesse. Um, I really like the energy he brings to the show. And he just, he has a self-belief in himself. And, and dude, he's, he's crafty, you know? Like, he's been doing this a long time, too. He's 38 years old. He's been doing this a long time, too. So I think it's a very good, fair matchup. I got a, I got a phone call from another fighter today that fights for Fierce that said that they fought on same cards with Jesse as well. And they said, and he said, I wouldn't be surprised if Jesse won this fight. Zach, this is going to be a fun one as someone who sits next to Eric. i for a lot of these fierce fighting championship shows. He's been itching to get back there for a few months now. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to be really frank and, and honest about this. When Eric told me that he wanted to come back and fight. Um, it was one of those things where it's like, you're in your, you're in your mid forties, 45, 45 years old. Like if you're going to come back and fight, like it needs to make sense. You know, if Iman can't get it, can't get it done. It's, it's like, you know, maybe him and his team will decide, Hey, it's time. Like that, that was it. Um, which at 45, it's like, who's still fighting at 45, like just tough dudes. Right. And Eric is just tough as they come tough as nails. All right. We are going to move over to Zeke Latu and Cam Chisholm, our co-main event in the heavyweight division. Our last three fights are actually all in the heavyweight division, which will be a whole lot of fun. Land of the heavyweights, baby. (laughs) Zeke Latu since turning pro last year has averaged a fight every 83 days. He has been as active as anyone on the fierce roster. On top of that, Cam Chisholm coming back into enemy territory from Pennsylvania. Cannot wait for this one. Uh, Zeke's been on every Maverick center card, right? Since he made his pro debut. Correct. Yeah. Um, awesome. Cam, you know, he calls fierce his home away from home now. Like he's, but this is his third trip to fierce, you know, fought Ben Moa in January, fought Luis Cortez up in June in Idaho falls now fighting Zeke in a, I mean, Zeke and Kent are going to fight each other, but you know, um, it's a number one contender type fight. Uh, you know, I know Cam would like to compete for fierce gold and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, if things don't go Kent's way in the main event, I know Zeke wants that fight back with Darian Abbey. So there's a lot of storylines that, that come out from this fight stylistically, very interesting fight. I think, um, I, I keep going back and forth, you know, Zeke's power has, been a pretty good equalizer almost got Darian Abbey out of there um the Cam Chisholm's durability in the Ben Moa fight makes me think this could just this could turn into a really good dog fight all right fourth title fight of the evening on top of that the final fight of 2023 for what has been a momentous year for fierce fighting championship Darian Abbey coming into enemy territory facing off against the pound for pound number one fighter Kent Mafaleo Zach take it away from here it's going to be a whole lot of fun well, again, Ken's one of those guys. It's it, like two people turned him down before we got back to Darian Abbey, right? Um, UFC vet, his uh, verbally agreed to this fight, and it, and it was done deal. Contracts were sent through his manager, and then the coach saw it, watched Kent's fight with Rudy, and said, "Nah, man, you're not taking this fight. In fact, you're going to go down to 205, and you're going to stay there. You're not fighting with a heavyweight prospect like Kent Mafaleo." Because if you do, you're not getting back to the UFC. I mean, that tells you where Kent's at, right? That's the level Kent's at. Another undefeated prospect that said he wanted our title. And that fight still could happen in the future. And I'm not calling him out or anything, but, you know, he wanted that fight. And then 
all of a sudden he has a, you know, he has a boo-boo and doesn't know if he can be ready to fight in time. So we made the phone call to somebody that called for it. I knew would take it. You know, there's, I, can I just say this? I know we're short on time. No, you're good. Trying to, I was trying to find another opponent for Carson Hardman, who unfortunately isn't on the card. And all these people that say that they want to fight. And now I always understood, never understood when Dana White would say like, people say they want to fight, but they don't really want to fight. And they'll say they'll take the fight, but then they do things to make sure that they get out of the fight. I ran into that so much with Carson Hardman. People, ah, I'll fight anybody. And it's like, oh, you want me to fight this guy? Well, then I want way more money than I'm worth. Like, you know, it's like, you don't really want to fight, dude. You just want to, you want to pay, you want a paycheck and, and you're going to go in there and hope you get your hand raised. Um, but Darian Abbey is not that guy. He, uh, he, he, he's coming in. He's had a bunch of canceled fights himself. And he's like, I just want to fight. So he took the fight. He knows this is a tough fight. The thing that I love the most about this fight is, is they they both believe to their core they're going to win. And if you if you look at their social medias, it's very interesting. They're very similar. Both of them talking about I won't be denied. Both of them talk about I won't be outworked. I mean, this could turn out to be the main event of the year, the main event of all main like I think I think we're going to see can't get pushed unlike he's ever been pushed before. And I think we're going to have to see Darian overcome some adversity in this fight. And both of them are just going to have to dig to the deepest parts of their soul to get their hand raised. And that new nice gold fierce heavyweight championship belt wrapped around their waist. Heavyweight gold on the line, November 17th doors open at four 30 show starts at five 30 Zach Partridge. We cannot wait for it. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you guys. Uh, tickets, fiercefightingchampionship.com. Go check out our YouTube channel. Blake's been doing an awesome job uh, building up a giant library on YouTube. Go follow us on YouTube. Appreciate it so much, Zach. Thank you.